Hello everyone, thanks for joining us for Devotionables, brief devotions for busy people. My name is Gabriel, we're finishing up a brief series called Theology 101. It's in response to a recent survey conducted by Legionnaire Ministries and Lifeway Research called State of Theology, the State of Theology, in which um, Christianity Today picked up on, and they were analyzing some of the results, and they came up with the top five heresies American evangelicals believe. The one we'll consider today comes from this statement. God receives worship from all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. So, 56% of American evangelicals agreed with that statement. (laughs) This American evangelical does not. This is false. This is not biblical. The problem is we get too many of us who are getting theology even from our own hearts, our own ideas, from books, movies we're reading, magazines, and we got to come to the Bible. So I want us to look at the Bible to see that God has very clearly revealed Himself to us, and how that we are to relate to Him, to worship Him as human beings. Back in the Old Testament, the people of Israel, redeemed with a strong hand, a strong arm, out of Egypt, known as the Exodus, and as God has led them out, He brought them to Mount Sinai. He gives Moses, He gives His people the law. This is how we will relate to one another. And you obey blessings, disobedience, curses, right? Eventually we'll be spit out of the land if you disobey. This is how you will worship me. You will construct this edifice, right? It started with a moving tabernacle. Then they build, later Solomon would build the temple. And for God would make his place, a place for his name, his glory to dwell. And there were instructions about how that worship was to be received, Right? And he told them, do not work, you cannot do certain things. Don't, that is a stench in my nostrils. I disapprove of that. That is odious to me. Even some of the very first priests, Aaron's sons, were killed when they offered unauthorized fire unto Yahweh. God takes very seriously his name, his word, his glory, and tells us how we are to worship him. In John chapter 4, Jesus Now on the scene, right, God incarnate, Emmanuel, the Word made flesh and dwelt, tabernacled among us. He talks to this lady from Samaria. It's a phenomenal story. It just pulls you in. It's a beautiful story. We learn much about Jesus. Jesus reminding us that He came to seek and to save the lost. And He had a divine appointment with this lady that most everybody would have been avoiding. You're like, why is Jesus in Samaria? Like Jews would have gone around Samaria, not even mess, mess with going through there. He said he had to go through Samaria. Why he had to be with this lady? Dude, it's a lady. Why is a, a, a Jewish man talking to a Samaritan woman? Well, this is the God man, and he came to, to love and to save this lady. He's interacting with her, and he begins to expose things about her, and she needs help. She needs him to satisfy the deepest longings of her heart. And she begins to deflect, right? Jesus is close to us, we begin to deflect, and she deflects and like, well, let's talk about theology. Let's talk about worship. And then we pick up the story in John chapter 4, verse 19. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. So she says, it's about proximity, it's about location, right? Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, 
For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. So Jesus is telling us. This is what God is looking for for those who will worship Him. They must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now God is seeking worshipers. The good news is Jesus came is seeking, right? And when you think about this, what does that mean? There's a lot of different there's debate. What does he mean by spirit and truth? Well, it, it can mean a couple things. I don't think it means less than this. It's about the, the spirit. You have to be born again by the spirit of God. Converted, brought from death to light. Darkness, death to life, darkness to light. You have to believe that Jesus is God. Trust in his work, right? You converted, given a new heart. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And with truth, right? The truth of God's Word, what God has revealed to us in His Word. This is the truth that we build our lives, we build our faith upon. Not these outside things, not syncretism, not universalism that God just, okay, it'll all work out in the end. God has told us, and it's through namely the person and work of Jesus Christ, that He accepts our worship. So we come to Him who is the way, the truth, and the life. And we come and offer our praise to the one who alone is the one true God, deserving of all worship. And so it shouldn't, it, it, this is ex- essentially a matter of exclusivity. And yes, the way of, to God is exclusive. It's through Jesus. That's the worship he receives. And that should not bother us. It should not bother us. We trust the Lord. We honor the Lord. We follow the Lord in, in his claims and his word. That's what it means to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. No longer about a place, it's about a person and a people, a people of faith from every tribe, nation, language, and tongue, worshiping Him for all He has done as Creator and Redeemer. Blessings on you today.